Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Welcome to episode 538 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How are we going, people? I'm Don't you answer, Glenn. I'll answer for you. You're a grumpy little fucking gnome tonight for some reason. And it started, <laughs> it started in me? text It started in text messages like fucking two hours ago or so. And you've just been a right little cunt ever since. You were down fucking at a, at a bush dance fucking doe-side doe in your partner or something. <laughs> From the look of the photo you sent through, with like, you're drinking like a, obviously a clear, a clear liquid with ice in it, which I mean, knowing you means it's fucking moonshine. Um, there's, I can see a drum fire in front of you, and a so and a bunch of cunts in flannels. <laughs> do side do and the partner and Alan left the corner. You're making. I'm most not. Of I'm, that I'm just describing. I'm, I just scrolled up to the photo. I, I went. Chat. I went through a couple of the photos in very quick succession, essentially turning it into a silent movie. Yeah. And a bunch of the guys that I was reading their lips, it looked like they were going, I'm voting no as well. And then they proceeded to pat each other on the back. So. And like, you know how they say, you know how they say like a, a picture, a picture's you know, worth a thousand words. Yeah. I mean, these pictures were like worth, you know, like not even half a dozen words. Like the words that, the words that they said to me were like, I, I, pigs are being fucked here. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> that's the words that is, I got. Is interspecies one word or two? Because that's what how many words that picture was worth. Yeah, and does a hyphen does, does a hyphen drop it down to nine ninety nine or is it just the freebie? <laughs> Look, I'm just glad that's that called the Toowoomba Thousand. Bring a smile to the faces of you two miserable cunts. Uh, Love it. Hey, no, no, but the thing is, like, obviously, yeah, me and stepdad, we, we're fucking yucking it up right now. We're laughing. You're the one that sounds miserable here. No, I'm fantastic. We sound like we are in great moods. Mate, why would I not be in a great mood? I get to come and fucking talk to you guys. Great human beings. I don't care yeah, what well, anyone says. Yeah, fine. Yeah, well, no, you know, well, guess what? People, people don't say otherwise. We don't mm. associate ourselves with people that say otherwise. Mm. That's, just how, that's how it goes, mate. Now... We just had meetup weekend, so um, brief me on on the going on the, on the comings weekend. and goings. Meetup weekend, uh, fucking three peat weekend. So fuck that shit. We'll get to it. Um, the meetup weekend. So so brief me on what happened. How, how was how was your time down in Sydney there, Glennie? Look, I had a, I had a glorious time. It was delightful. Um, met Jay's cousin. She was a lovely person. Um, she exceeded all of my expectations as to what a relative of Jay's would be like. Um, so was she like adopted into the, into the I, I family? I think so. I did ask right. that question. That's exactly the <laughs> yeah. question I did ask. It, it's so funny. It, it was such a sad insight into how Glennie sees the world, right? We're driving along and we're chatting. We're chatting footy and 
don't know. And she's made some throwaway comment about, you know, how um, do I do I talk on the show about how terrible it is to to be born in in New South Wales and support Queensland to <laughs> not support the state that you're born from. And the reason she did this is because she was born in New South Wales. However, her dad is a Queensland fan. Right. And so since she was little, like all the kids of great parents that I know automatically follow the same football teams that they do. Like if you're just an, you know, um, calm, sensible, loving parent, you don't even have to ask. Your children just follow into your, your football passion and follow the same teams that you do without question. Uh, and so she follows Queensland, just like her dad, who is all of those things. Glennie's- yeah, that's actually that's actually the opposite. I mean, like if she followed his club team, then that's fair enough. But if she but if she followed if, if she followed Queensland by her father and he didn't like beat her yeah. down and say, <laughs> No, you were born in New South Wales I know this is not going the way you thought it was, but um, I mean like with club, yeah, I agree hundred <laughs> percent. However, Glennie thought that all I'd been doing was fucking G-ing her up to take pot shots at him. <laughs> to be fair, got it so in the game. In the back, to be fair, have form. He got, like, you would think that she was some poor fucking Malaysian dock master that just yeah. rang him and said his shipment yeah. was late. <laughs> and the poor thing's trying to explain, no, 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 I go for Queensland too. I'm, I'm just as terrible as you are. As if, <laughs> like, I was like, as if you couldn't get any worse being related to this fuckhead. But here you are. <laughs> So no. So so, Glenn, you spent you, you spent much of the weekend endearing yourself to, to people. As just always, like you, just like just like every other day of your life. Yeah. You didn't take a holiday or anything. Just, <laughs> just, just going about my business. That's what I do. People love me, but that I'm was beloved. We were, on that that stage was we were on the way out Saturday night to the wonderful wedding reception celebration. Of long-time fan of the show, Timmy McIntyre, funniest listener we have. Long-time fan, long, long, long-time fam. That's it. Of the show, let's be fam. real. Legit. Yeah. And fucking one of the greatest ways that I've seen to do a wedding, where it was, you know, we've had our ceremony and we've done all of this, you know, really important traditional stuff, and it's important to mm-hmm. us. And we've had the really special people in our day-to-day lives here. And then yep. we're going to open up the celebration afterwards without a structure. Yep. And yeah, you, know, you go to weddings. Like for some reason, someone's always stressed. People are always mm-hmm. concerned about something or there's this and that. And blah, 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 blah. They're probably worried about the imminent divorce. <laughs> Fucking hell, Glenny. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is what we're dealing with stats, this evening. This is... Stats don't lie. Just saying. Um Everyone there was in such a fucking great mood. Like the vibes were immaculate. Um, the fucking whoever did the playlist was an absolute fucking banger. Um, Plenty of candy crows come across. It's great. They were they were staying in the same hotel as the Panthers. So Timmy's had a run in with um, Scotty Sorensen, who he was. Yeah. Who he was Holly's now Panthers. pregnant. Not sure who to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can tell you that it would not be Jerome Luai. <laughs> that, um, yeah. she, is, uh... she has a deep dis- dislike of, uh, of old Romy. Is um, that only on the night after he gave the best man speech? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely amazing celebration. Thank you for including us. That was absolutely 
fantastic. Well, you know, um, we just we just crashed. We just crashed it. Wedding crashes. Should be on movie <laughs> well, about it. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. No, it was Sunday. great. Uh, it was great to see uh, Timmy and Holly enjoying their time. It was great to be a part of it. They're fucking quality people. She can do so much better, but you know, and so much fucking love in the air. Like even the, you know, there were plenty of other members of Tour Nation that were there, um, and their partners as well. And I, I've commented in in the DMs. I'm with them that all of their partners are just fucking extensions of how great they are. Yeah. And I love some with some some partners are a fucking significant improvement on the members <laughs> of Tour Nation. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, like the the legend, the legends of, of, of Nick are you know far and wide, mate. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to relitigate that. We we, we know. Uh, no, that, that was great. And then Sunday, the members exclusive was wonderful. There was, uh, you know, fucking love him or hate him. Old mate Danny's always the first one there, the first one merched, first one showing yep. off. Um, you know, I, I don't know whether he was going to a fucking grand final or a Ronnie James Dio jewellery cosplay convention. But uh, Oh, did he rock up looking like Mr. T again? Fucking had all the rings he loves it. and all the He, he loves things. it. Um, bro, you've got to put that twill scarf in the wash. It's not a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a napkin. <laughs> But uh, I'll tell you, there's a bloke up in Queensland who will give you some advice on how not to wash a twill scarf because it does end up actually looking like a napkin if you put it in the hot wash. So, <laughs> um, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, people came through and cruised during the day. Um, again, uh, Bar Cleveland, Jimmy, absolutely fucking stellar. Grover no, somehow um... hustled people at pool and made new friends. As he does. <laughs> As he does. Uh, I will say, um, Nate, the space that Jimmy was talking to you about all those years ago, using mm-hmm. upstairs. Yes. It's been so immaculately renovated. Like, I, you know, we couldn't have a meet up there because. No, it was know. like, I mean, like last, I think last year we were down there, there was like a. It was like a wedding reception or something going on there when we were there, wasn't it? Like yeah. There was a bunch of like very well dressed people going, you know, up and down mm. the stairs that day. Yeah. While we had people dying in the fucking toilets. <laughs> yeah, <right>? exactly. <laughs> Barfing everywhere. Uh, I actually made the comment um, <laughs> that you know I couldn't imagine a situation where we could potentially have Sharky Dave, Chris Bailey, and Ryan McDonald in a space like that. <laughs> Fucking at their absolute finest, propping them and up Jimmy, weekend. And, and Jimmy would be like, yeah, motherfucker, I never offered the use of that space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wasn't planning to. <laughs> uh, no, that's so. good. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't hear a word out of Jimmy on the on, on the Sunday, so I could only assume that everyone behaved yeah, was he was too and drunk it was, and it was, throwing up everywhere. And it was a significant improvement on last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, it depends on your point of view, really. <laughs> depends if you were the one on the floor or the one with the popcorn. <sighs> How about Brisbane? Tell us about the Brisbane meetup. Yeah, it's fucking great. The, ven- the like venue, the um, cunts to me. Winghouse at Winghouse at Bowen Hills is um is it the only downfall is it it's just that it's just not within like a stone's throw of of Lang Park because if it was, it would be yeah. the fucking greatest because 
it's like it's big and it's kind of like um you know breezy and outdoory because it's all sort of open on on you know most yep. of the sides and stuff like that and they got the bars in the middle and all the way around the bar like the u-shape of the bar which is quite long they've got tvs above the whole way then they've got tvs sort of on this mounted on off the ceiling like in a couple of positions and then down the end of the bar where where we our table was facing they had a big screen there and then there was a place like a like crab shack or something next door and they had like a, a huge screen as well so there was just there was just anywhere you turn you were looking at a screen with the, you know with a game or something yeah. on it you know like and um so it was fucking great and like you know being like a wing place you know like burgers and everything it was all great um and yeah, and we're pretty much the second. I think I rocked up there probably about one thirty, and uh, with an ex- expectation that people would sort of be there. You know, sort of was saying two, but um, yeah, people started rocking up pretty much straight away and and on it. And um, I will say, a wing house. I'm not sure. Look, I haven't looked at the fine print of like you know the the RSA certificates lately, but <laughs> sending waiters around <laughs> with a handheld FPOS terminal and just trays of shots soliciting shots into people and <laughs> walking around with just trays of pre-made shots. I don't know if that qual- I don't, I'm not sure if that's uh, that responsible in service of alcohol because when you get some drunk people that are already fucking drunk and you start bringing the tray of shots and they can just tap and go on these shots, you know, it gets, it gets irresponsible pretty quickly. But um, yeah, it was a great time. Uh, we got to see some some generations as well. Some you know people that have been around since you know almost day one. Um, you know their kids making their first appearances. Uh, you know because they've hit, they've hit eighteen, which is you know makes you feel really fucking old. But um, we got to we got to see you know one of our one of our uh, our favourites uh, noughts tell probably his best story. To the some of the story. people who hadn't who, who who hadn't who hadn't heard it before, and his son was hearing it for the first time. Oh, um, which was which is was it was it was like touching to see, like just the respect, like <laughs> just to just to see like the the illumination and the newfound yeah. respect, Look, you know, like that dad. Dad, I'd have so much more time for you if you had told me this story fifteen years ago. Oh, although, although, the, although, without 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 you know dropping specifics of the story, I had to Google the other person to show. His son, who it was, because he had no fucking idea. That's how. That's so. So we're getting old, right? We're, what sort we're of? Getting, we're a long way away. Like what sort of? Admiration we're a long way away from that silver medal, Glenny. Is that? Is that like? Is that like my my dad's cool, or his kids now recklessly using bandsaws? <laughs> well, I didn't see the second one. I mean, maybe it happened afterward. But yeah, but yeah, no, it was great. Um, Everyone, everyone was uh, was in uh, great spirits, Look, and, and uh, we had a good time. And there was and there was a, a good mix of like Broncos fans from local local Broncos fans, and also staunch disciples of hashtag Fuck the Broncos. Yeah, okay. They're in attendance, which made which made for a good. But everyone, but you know, everyone was in you know in, in good spirits, and and one cunt from interstate. And yeah, we had. Uh, Glenn's and, mate, and he, <laughs> running interstate to avoid him in a meetup. <laughs> scared, <laughs> fucking, fucking scared. Very happy that we've now got enough to do both. Because yeah. like shit, shit's changed. 20, yep. 2016, You know, I I feel back then it was a easier for a lot of people to take time. The fucking financial condition of the world was vastly different than it is now. Yep. 
and and it was easy to get away for a a weekend. Now to give people the option, well, fuck. If I can't travel, then yeah, yeah, and and like you know, this year, you know, this year being anomaly where where the Broncos were actually in the grand final, yeah, and so there was a ton of locals gone down to there to to that game. Yep. I mean, so on on a regular year, I mean, the Brisbane one would be even even more welcome, I think, by, by the locals because it's very interesting. They wouldn't go down for no reason, you know. Glennie, would you agree that there yes. were far cool, um, far fewer <laughs> and our our people notwithstanding? But there were far fewer neutrals just out and about grand final day. Yes. Whereas, like, we've had people, like, at previous meetups, you know, oh, yeah, we bought tickets in August, and we're both fucking this bottom inside supporters, but we're... Yeah, and we're just coming regardless. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel Yeah, I'd year. agree. I don't know if... Yeah, I don't know if the heat... It was fucking hot. Like, I it took was... a little sabbatical to, to uh, go up and watch a Canelo fight. Unfortunately, Jimmy... Um, personally, doesn't spring for KO or whatever at, at the pub that he manages, uh, which is quite disappointing. So I uh, scooted up the road with Clevo to watch the Canelo fight, and it was only a couple of hundred metres. Holy fuck me, it was hot. Yeah, you were walking up there in like peak ass 37 degree yeah. portion of the day though, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but even just, like, that's a busy part of the world, that area, and it just wasn't the the amount of people just out and about. Um, yeah. You know, for a grand final day when there's that many pubs and places around. So um, that was standing. But funny. And um, look, I'll fucking spoil it, but uh, we've got a special guest host coming up for for a bit of the game review from a Bronco supporter who said that there were a fuckload of full kitted out Warriors fans at the grand final. Wow. Oh, they obviously didn't didn't go on the what if fucking cancel twenty four hours before <laughs> reservation thing. <laughs> That's all that tells me. Yeah, so- a, a, you know, unnecessarily overconfident. And two, didn't get the free cancellation on their on their bookings. But, um, but no, absolutely fantastic day. Fuck, it worked great. Brisbane and Sydney in conjunction. How good. Fuck yeah! Yeah, and the atmosphere at this place is good too. I'm like, I, I, I did a flyby because um, it's only it's only about a block or two from where um, Killer has drum lessons, and so um, after after his drum lesson, I sort of did a flyby on a Saturday just to sort of get it straight in my head that it was where I thought it was and all that sort of thing, and that was when the the AFL Grand Final was on. And it was fucking packed, and I was just like, "Wow!" And so then we went there the, for for hours, and because we started at like you know you know one thirty two, it was great. There was very few people there, but then by the time the game actually the the, the grand final came around, the place was fucking jumping, and absolutely packed. So it's good good atmosphere. I just wish, I mean, if they actually if the if they actually started using that exhibition train station again, and just made it like a short hop, like two two stops down, you know, maybe it'd be more of an option. But um, it's just it's just too far away for like a magic a magic round base of operations, but it'll, it'll, it'll be the grand final meetup place for sure. I reckon. I was very happy. Fuck yeah. Like good. Tell you what, I had a lot of beers. It's been a long time since I've drunk so much actual beer, like just, you know, straight pints of beer. I was, I was, I was like shitting. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, this is, you know, Jay be, Jay be all <laughs> up on this. I was, I was shitting meconium until probably fucking Wednesday. Yeah. Wow. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> just fucking crazy. But uh, <laughs> any blood? Deep inspections? No, oh, no, 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 none of that. Just, just no, just, just it was just, 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 just as black as the night. Yeah, okay. <laughs> nice. But uh, that's you phenomenal. Know, that's what you do when you have random shots and like twelve fucking pints of beers. Um, all right. So look, I guess without any further ado. Let's get on to how you you had the conversation with with Sam. So you tell me how it fits in. Do we will we talk first? And then we just well, let's let's cut now. In, we uh, we do have longtime fan of the show. Um, hey, so sometime he someone who actually hosted a few episodes of the show. Yes, yes, yes. Back um, in the day, yeah. Uh, Sam Wars, who was kind enough to give us his time. So let's cut to that now and hear the grand final review. From the Broncos' perspective, there is no cock like horse cock. Send your asshole into shock. You need horse cock, of course, cock. Grab the loop and slam the day away. Welcome to our special guest host grand final segment. I am honored to, proud to, happy to be joined by longtime listener of the show. Uh, long-time friend of all the hosts and all the other listeners, the staunchest Brisbane Broncos fan I know, whilst living in dozens of other countries, has always been a ticketed Broncos member. Uh, So we thought, who better to bring on to discuss the game that was? From a Broncos fan's perspective, please welcome... Sam, Mr. Wars, uh, Ekio, Ocado, Juan, whatever your face is. Ekio, Estadio, yeah, I can't even repeat it myself. Thank you. That's a lovely introduction. Thank you. I feel like I'm being teed up to be absolutely dunked on. So <laughs> thank you for having me. Oh, my this show is not about dunking on anybody. We're, we're about to <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how the show progresses, shall we? Go easy. Go easy. It's only my second time down there. That's it. Previous guest host from when you were living in Australia? Many, many moons ago. Mm. As but long ago as, as the Broncos' last ring? I would say, yeah, actually, you're probably right there. You're oh. probably right there. probably wasn't too far after that. When I was young, my knees worked, all that sort of happy stuff. Because i got to tell you, I saw the 20th anniversary posts this year of the 2003 premiership and it is so fucking pleasant to look back on a 20 year old ring when it's not your most recent ring i can imagine that it's a really good feeling um i think i think the real issue is when you're growing up and your team's successful and i could probably easily say that my team might have had some earlier success i mean went through my early years 92 93 you know i was you know, yay high, 97, 98, 2000, 2006, you expect there's this level of consistency that will flow on from that, right? You're only half a decade away from a ring. Uh, only to become an adult man where your joints hurt and you still have not tasted that sort of feeling for a very long time. It sucks, frankly. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. So let's get right to it. Um, lead up, you were in Sydney. You travelled all the way to Sydney from Germany. 
to to watch the game. And you got to hang out with us at the uh, meetup in the morning, which was yep. great. And then you toddled off to the game. Take us through the the events. What did you think of the the grounds? What was it like there? I mean, the, the whole thing from the moment <clears throat> I left Brisbane to be fair. You get to Brisbane Airport. There's the dual Brisbane Lions, like Brisbane Broncos. The fever's everywhere. Like that city, Sydney was full to the brim with Brisbane Broncos supporters. And you can pick us from a mile off, not simply because of the jersey, but because we wear them like 500 sizes too tight for some reason. Like, I don't know why we do this. We look like we have sex with our sisters and haven't updated our jerseys in 30 years. But anyway, the vibe was good. The vibe was good. So pumping around Sydney, there was a lot of Broncos fans. Wasn't uh, sure what to expect for the most part. But generally a really good vibe. I loved that Bob Bar Cleveland had a chat, just only punched out one or two drinks to make our way out there, sort of ASAP. And even on the train itself, the train out there, Broncos fans, this is what you like to hear, right? The vibe's pretty good. He's spruiking that Broncos are going to bring it home, a few chuckles on the way. And the general vibe, which I find really strange, is that there was maybe 60% Broncos fans. And I know I've been spruiking in the Facebook page that everyone wants to ride Brisbane home. And I think I've been validated here because they were getting booed all night long, Penrith. But 60% Brisbane fans, for some reason, 20% Warriors fans. Someone needs to explain this to me. Did these fuckers go off early? Well, obviously. But in all, like, full kitted out, like proper random South fan style, just given off this, like, we're just happy to be here vibe. I mean, they're on the Broncos bandwagon, so I was happy to sort of suck it in, but super strange. They were the and Broncos. then there was just, I think they were. I wow. mean, I couldn't tell, but what are they even doing there? But generally, precinct, amazing. Good vibes, beers all around, classic jerseys, a lot of bands. I actually got in there early to watch the women's game. Mm-hmm as well and i probably should have suspected after the titans lost that um and i was on all queensland teams to win that i was in a bit of a pickle but didn't know at the time but really nice stadium just absolute shit fight getting out there yeah that's the one thing we were discussing this at the the meetup and i'll put it into the boys in the other show as well that you could never do magic around in sydney you could never do magic round and have it have the same vibe as Sydney does, as Brisbane does, in Sydney, simply because what an absolute fucking cunt hole that place is to get to and to spend any time not watching footy in. I completely agree. It's like when you get out, I mean, really, magic round's never been about the football, if we're absolutely honest with ourselves. A small percentage is, but it's about everything that goes on around it. Being able just to leave, you've got the bars and clubs close by. What are you going to yep. do it? Well, yeah, I don't know. You can't microdose your friends without them knowing. That's good. I mean, you can. <laughs> <laughs> you can. You can but it might be frowned upon. I mean, it's okay. I mean, there's a small precinct there that you can, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have been, right? So probably not as big as this one because, you know, Broncos, but um, just the general vibe was good in the area. It was good. Good shit. But the Titans really fucking let me down, man. Like the women's team, the women's team had a crack. I put a bit of money on them to win it and they just shut the bed. But that was my theme for the day, mate. Mm. Excellent. I hope you keep that same energy for the... uh the second grand final. 
So on that note, you have been notoriously confident going yep. into the grand final. Did, yes. Was that actually bluff and bluster, or you didn't see no. it coming at all? No, you don't. I, I just fucking knew. Like, I, I knew. I bought my tickets in June. I just knew. Like, deep in my core, I knew. All my grand final tickets before they were Broncos allocated, I just bought them because I knew. I really strongly, inherently believe that this team can win a premiership. They should win a premiership with the squad they have. Mm-hmm. I think we have the right roster to... I think we're the complete opposite of Penrith, and that's why we can beat them. A lot of teams try and play Penrith in the grind, and then you've already lost the battle. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but I mean it's clear, pretty clear in the first half when we, we defended brilliantly, but we tried to play our way out of this grind a little bit. Nothing happened. It, it, it's when we just sent fuck it that we really opened the doors. So I think uh, the only competitor I thought all year was Penrith. Yep. With uh, Melbourne are always a competitor for Brisbane because we hold their pockets for some strange reason and have for over a decade. But I just knew. I really just knew. And I was not worried. I was even, I was not worried with 20 minutes to go. I was not worried until that yeah, literally... That I would last, suggest right? it's fair that you would have been less worried with 20 minutes to go that you would have been at kickoff. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was I was starting to get that. I think my boys are going to do Drag it back, drag it back, drag it back. Yeah. So the, the game kicks off. Yeah. Take us through how you saw the first half. So I'm sitting on the 30-meter line, um, I don't know, uh, just on the sideline there, and I played a pretty good spread of the game, surrounded by a large majority of... Penrith fans had Adam Blair a couple of seats uh, ahead of us. Uh, a few champions of rugby league scattered around, but that first half for me was I thought we were going to come out harder. I really thought we were going to come out harder and and just like we did against the Warriors, like we did against Melbourne, is just beat try and beat the shit out of them. And to be fair, I really think we were just counteracted by Penrith just playing some good footy. I think that's where the game was won. Like I know what Cleary did at the end there, but it's that first half where I think we expended a lot of energy being defensively brilliant. And we were yeah. for a whole half. Like mm-hmm. very, very good. Um, but I think that's where the battle was lost. But also won, right? They gave themselves a bit of belief. They scored and that late try, but... I think this is where, for, for, for you guys, you've been so dominant in your forwards against most teams this year. Um, you know, Flegler and... Carrigan and the rest of them have just had an absolute cracking season. Unfortunately, like that battle, Moses and Leota, um, sorry, Moses and Fisher Harris won that battle. Absolutely. Very narrow margin, but they weren't allowed to dominate in the forwards as they have been in other games. <coughs> I, I agree. Especially. I, I agree in a way. I, I think generally where our forwards are so ex- explosive, I really think they turn their focus to just defence instead of trying to be explosive. I think they funnel their energies elsewhere, but it just comes down to control. Probably a little bit of nerves there, but Penrith's control in that first half was was just fantastic. I don't think the play got down our side of the field till very late in the game. I mean, I just had my, my head cocked to the left for, for the majority. I mean, obviously I'm doing no fact-checking here. But I'm pretty sure the majority of the game was run down that half of the field. 
it felt that way anyway until we ended up scoring late. Yeah, no, it did. And you guys defended like no other side I've seen this in. That first half. And you did a lot of it, and it cost you in the end. But that first half, that defensive effort, fuck. I think Billy Walters, 40-20. I mean, there were just so many good early signs where we, we, we gave these hints that we could break away at any minute. But it just never came. Yeah. You know, it just never came. And Penrith just did such a great job of turning us around. And I don't think there was any panic from Brisbane in that first half. Okay. Um, I think it was just pure class from Penrith keeping us parked down there, you know, to, to sort of sow the fruits of their labour to just come and bite us in the ass come the second half. But I really felt it was one-sided. But at no point did I think that we still wouldn't win the game at that point. I just thought we were absorbing it, ready to give them a little bit in the back. Okay. Which wasn't far from how the second half went. So you go into the break uh, down by four. And really, the the only try that Penrith scored was off the um, Reynolds dropout. Everything they tried to actually manufacture, you guys turned away. I, I agree. I mean, it was a, it was a bullshit try for absolute honest with ourselves. I mean, it was a bullshit. You won, actually. Actually, yeah. Actually, you know, thank you for bringing this up. Because if we actually look at the rugby league you played, you played, you, you essentially won off three great tries. We scored three better tries, just quietly. And then the one that actually, That's sort of the one that won you the game was one we gave you out of a complete, uh, complete cluster I think it's yeah. a pretty fair question. Oh, 100%. A hundred percent. That, like, Hope Solo looked at the hole that Reese Walsh left in your fucking defensive line and was jealous of it. I have not watched any of the replays back on normal life. under. So my angle on it, the angle I had looked like he squeezed through like in my, I don't know if I can say that in this podcast, but you squeeze through the smallest of gaps. That's the angle I have on it. So if you have a different angle, I can't, I can't run that. It wasn't one of the, you know, you see those tries and you're like, fuck, where was the obstruction? Yeah. Like there's no way that gap was that big. It wasn't that big. Um, but it was like Walsh just, uh, sorry, Walsh, um, Reynolds completely arm tackled when he first stepped back. He just went left foot, left foot straight in. So, but you you come out at the beginning of the second half. Yeah. And it, it's again into that grind. And then Ezra streams away from his first. So, I mean, the only replays I think I've seen is the, the, the Ezra tries, because that's obviously all I can deal with. Um, but I think the first try could get it wrong first or second. Again, which is pretty much what starts most of our movement, is it was Reese Walsh accelerating over 10 metres faster than anyone in the history of time. Um, and then I think getting around to Ezra um, for him to, to break off first or second try. And th- that's how we play our rugby league. You know, it, it's fast, it's quick movement. It's things like that that get us started and the ball rolling. And the moment that try goes over, the belief is there. Like the instantly, you can see it in their faces. You could feel it in the stadium. I mean, I thought that was the start of it. I thought we scored last first half. We come out, we score again, then again. And I just felt the momentum building yep. at that point. I, I just I just did not see a way 
for Penrith to come back because in all due respect to Penrith, the great team that they are, they're not in this position ever, ever. Okay. If you think about it. who who tests them like that? Oh, it, it's not necessarily about who tests them. It's about the fact that they don't... Like, yeah, I said this to you the other night. You know, um, it it's the arrogance I see in them, that they give absolutely no fucks about the other side, what the other side are doing, and the position that they're in the game. They just give no fucks about you. There is zero respect. They know that they'll just play 80 minutes their way. There is nothing you can do to stop them. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they bully that's teams it. into that. Like, we're going to take that from you. But, I mean, like, that's a lot of points to pull back. Yeah. I don't, I mean, no fact-checking so, here, but I don't know. So he scored his first. Then he breaks away for his second. Then he breaks away for his second. I'm out of my seat at this point. I mean, I'm out of my seat every time. But, I mean, uh, I'm just glad Philip was there. Big help. Because in that moment, I knew we'd won it. Hindsight's 20-20, uh, no, but in that moment, I really thought we'd won it because this is how we play, right? I think the moment we get a sniff, yep. we're very much a momentum-based team. Yep. We've proven throughout the season that we can fight our way out of some, some things, but I thought we'd done that in the first half. I thought Penrith, all they had was what they had in the first half. They play extremely laterally. Like, they just threw nothing at the line. So much so that I had a feeling it was intentional. Like... Because how can you be that poor at attack? I don't think we were that great at defense, but yes, yeah, so they did it. So short there. You think? I mean, we did defense amazingly well, but from my angle on the field, it just felt like they were just going left, right, left, right, waiting for a gap to appear, and one never appeared. It just didn't turn up, mm. at least for the first sixty minutes of that game. I mean, Cleary is moving them around. If you if you think if you think Cleary doesn't do what he does and they lose the game by a couple of points. Yep. What's people's opinion of Cleary in this game? Because for the first 60 minutes, what was he doing? Oh, he's lucky that the narrative is that he was you know, amazing, but the narrative would be that he got hip-dropped and his, his leg was fucked. Because he was rooted most of that first half. There was a tackle um, that Haas made on him where he's hip-dropped him. And Adam G... You know, like for the rest of the game. this And this is an interesting segue. Because there were things like, you know, there was the hip drop on Cleary. Nothing. Uh, the tackle, I think it was the second time that um, Walsh got taken back in goal. Oh, no, sorry. The, fir- the first time he was bundled. And it looked like yeah. he copped some knees in the back of the head. So both sides had things that you would, in a, in a season game, you'd be like, oh... Fuck, that's a penalty. What did you think of the referee? Brilliant. Loved it. I loved the refereeing in that game. I had no issue with that. I think what was there, I mean, it's hard in the, in the, in the passion at the moment, but I, I'm thinking there was, what, was there one penalty and one six again? And maybe a few more penalties. I, I really only remember two. Um, yeah, that far were, off? Well, there were, I want to say there were three. I should probably bring that up while we're talking. I definitely remember the six again. I think it was only one of those that, that happened late that really got us on the back foot. But from a penalty perspective, uh, I don't think there was many. I, I'm happy. Most, I'm happy most of them were for Adam Reynolds' shit dropouts. 
Ah, yes, yes. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, a penalty per se. I mean, of course, they get a kick. He, he's fucked his shorts off that. But, I mean, if I'm talking about infringements in play... There was only one repeat set? You know, yeah. Game. Yeah, that's the, that's the one I remember in the second half that put us under pressure. How many yeah. penalties total? Hang on. It was something like three to two, maybe. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's how I remember it. I actually quite enjoyed how, how the game was refed personally. I mean, so you, don't I. Nuance, you don't see the nuance of the the tackles. Like, I didn't see all the grubbiness that you had seen, but the way I felt the game was moving, I didn't feel like I was stopping every two minutes trying to figure out what the what a penalty was for. That's it. No, I, I think, I mean, fair shout. Hats off to the ref word. They deserve it there because that was, that was some sleep following football for the for the most part. It's such a fucking weird thing to say. Yep, that game was amazing, and we love how that was refereed. Mm. Neither one of our sides tried any bullshit in the ruck. Because both of those teams' philosophies is, fuck you, get up and run. I want to get up because I want to make you run as much as you can to tie yourself out. Because I agree with that. You over 80 minutes. I, I agree don't... with that think the rest of the league can be ref that way. Which is a shame. Uh, okay. So essentially and I'm all, saying all every other team are, is yeah. running rugby league. Okay. I, I would agree with you. I think there's a certain speed that Brisbane want to play at because that's when gaps start to appear. And I would agree from Penrith's side that they probably put in a lot of work completely bending us over that first half and they're probably willing to give us a little bit of rope which we eventually hung ourselves on. Mm-hmm. But I could not agree more. We didn't address we didn't address Adam Reynolds in that first half. <laughs> I can't believe. I cannot believe. But at the time, I had no issue with what I saw. I feel like he just had a bit of a moment. I mean, obviously, when you look back to the context of the whole game, those two points are huge. Mm. But is anyone really upset that that happened at the time? Like, it wasn't great. But this is what the Broncos are right now in 2023. They're a team that chants their arm. They back themselves. Adam Reynolds hasn't done anything all year to suggest that he couldn't possibly pull this off. Mm-hmm. He just shit the bed in that moment. Mm. So, so why this, this narrative on Adam Reynolds right now that everyone seems to be coming out of the woodwork for? I, I just don't get it. He's done, Without him, he's done there. And- two of Penrith's four grand finals. Okay. There was a fact. There was definitely a little bit. He had the red mist. He had a bit of Cody Walker come through in regards to, he's still feeling that last final. But, I mean, you can't, without him there, we don't make this final. Okay. We didn't lose the Can game I ask you by a question? Two. You've yeah. driven Brisbane to the Gold Coast, Gold Coast Brisbane countless times, yeah? Yeah. You've seen... That person, whoever they may be, on the side of the fucking M1, with their bonnet up, crying into their hands. Yeah? Going, yeah. Are they crying into their hands thinking, I'm so proud of this car, I would have never got this far down the highway if it wasn't for its engine? Or are they going, fuck you, my car broke down and I didn't get where I needed to go? I missed my job interview. Fucking docs have just come and take my kids because I've got no money. I didn't meet my meth dealer. I'm I'm fucked. 
Which of those two scenarios? Mate, you got to be in it to win it. Because sometimes that car is going to get you where you're going. And when that car, when that car is one of the, because there's not very many good cars on the market. Yeah, exactly. After somebody else with a better car comes and gives you a lift. How much further is Jock Madden getting us? Not getting us out of the petrol station. (laughs) 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 We got a ride. I mean, no disrespect to Jock Madden, but I don't think he's, he stepped in perfectly throughout the year. Um, where he need to. Yeah, he didn't describe But, I mean, himself. at the end of the day. No, but, I mean, at the end of the day. I mean, who, who are we going to bring in to replace him? I think we just got to ride Reynolds home. He's costing us nothing. He had a shit game, but without him, we just don't get there. So that narrative, I, I put to bed. I've heard all that noise coming from Jonathan Thurston calling for, you know, what did he say? That he, he would have retired at this age? Yeah. What did he say? He said, yeah, that's the age I retired. You got Yeah, well, then I did. Yeah, well, that was 2018, and Cowboys finished fucking 13th. So I would have given it away too. He was playing in a sand pit at a special school with that club. Well, and then see that that sort of wrecks my next question. I was going to say Nathan Cleary, Jonathan Thurston, and Adam Reynolds. Which half has fucked the Broncos in grand finals harder? Out of those three, I you can take this to the bank. The 2015 grand final was worse. Absolutely. Absolutely worse. Because A, was in the last four seconds. Mm. We were beaten by a team that was far, far, uh, we were far superior, really, through the context of the season. Yep. In my opinion. This year, Penrith are the team to beat. We're coming into this. We're paying Reese Walsh 250k in a bag of coke. Ezra Mem's basically playing us, paying us to play for us. Like this is the free premiership year. Yep. From here it gets hard. So 2015 for me had all everyone out there shouldn't have lost that, shouldn't have lost this. But for me, no. I, I, 2015's worse. So I'm going to say Jonathan Thurston is the answer to that question. Nathan Cleary has many years left for us to bend him over. Don't worry about that. Okay, so Mam scored his three. You guys are up. You guys are up. Cleary makes the break, and there yeah. is no one supporting him but Moses Leota. Yeah. What happens next? Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, the feeling I had in that moment was, this is just that one. Right, this is that one we let them have because we've got a little bit adventurous. Mm-hmm. We pushed up a little bit too hard. We're leaving some gaps we shouldn't. That's my mindset in that point because I'm not going to lie. I started playing out in my head, you know, the fantasy of post 80 minutes and kept telling myself not to and dragging myself back to that moment, <laughs> which is the absolute worst thing you can possibly do in a moment. But your body will not let you not do this. But I really just thought it was that one that we're willing to give up. We were just getting a little bit too far ahead of ourselves. So in that moment, he's gone over. It it didn't feel great, but I just thought it was that one, that taste. It's still extremely confident that we're going to win. Are you doing any maths in your head at this stage about three tries wins it? I really thought at that point... No maths, but I just thought we needed one more try to win it. Even when that try was scored, I'm thinking, we just need one more try to break their spirits and say, yeah, you've done this, but 
look, we've come back and just put one back on you. It was just always one try, one more try, so, one more try. No quick maths in my head. So then we you get to back Cleary 40-20? Yeah. Cleary 40-20, yeah. and they camp down there. This, this is where shit gets hairy, if, I, if I'm honest. This is where shit gets hairy. Because I'd started probably... There's, there's a few painless pans in front of me and they were just standing up for some reason before the game having this conversation about why Penrith were going to win it because they're, they're absolute machines. And one of the guys goes, and what do Brisbane have? What do Brisbane have? They're just exciting. And I'm just, I'm sitting on this fact. Like, it's just burning a hole in me. So for the first 60 minutes, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to be able to say something. And every fiber of my being is saying, don't get cocky. Don't say anything back to this guy. Just just sit and wait for the 80 minutes. But the moment Mam scored that third try, I just shouted yelling, so we're only exciting, are we? We're only exciting. Just the <laughs> I could not I fucking, I could not deal with this guy's attitude. And the moment I did that, then it, then it was fucking tits up. This 40-20 goes in, and they're just camped there, and they're doing what they did in the first half. They're not really throwing too much shape as it, I'll be honest. I mean, the spaces that appeared, appeared off, I think, some tired defenders, but they don't... I, I really don't think they were throwing a lot at us. It's just Cleary pulled a lot of magic, and he did what he did, and he saw the gaps, and he took advantage. I, I, I don't think that's creme de la creme rugby league. I mean, if we're saying that that's... Those last two tries oh. are like the pinnacle of rugby league. I, I, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling. I think it's exposing tired defenses, which what a good halfback should be doing. It's just what good halves should be doing anyway. Which is exactly what Mam did. I think Mam. Yeah, well, that's that's fair. But yeah. I think the difference but, is. Okay, so you get you get the forty twenty. You get. Um, Walsh trap back in goal. Absolutely fucking manhandled. You've got the Stephen Crichton try. You've got Critters two um, kicks. Uh, sorry, the, his first kick was to trap Walsh. His second trip kick to... Um, what was it, Cobbo that he trapped in the goal? I don't know. At I don't know. The Crichton try <laughs> where he's beaten two and carried two across the line. And put it down. Yeah, but that would be on this side. That would be on this side. That would be um, that would be Farnworth and Arthur's side. So, so the crime try right. happens. Yep. And Cleary converts. How are you feel? This is where this is. I just, as a Broncos fan that has gone through the last ever since 2015, right? I, you just, and I think every fan of any sport knows in their heart of heart when their team's fucked. Mm. And I, it was, it was only until that last try was scored. Yep. And I looked at the clock and I, I knew we were done, I think, at that point. Because I've been in that position so many times. And when your team has been bad for a long time, you can read the body language of the team. And I think they were still trying. Yep. But there's just that feeling of momentum that you know a team has it and you don't know how to wrestle it back. And yep. all the stars are aligning and it's the world's slowest motion train wreck. Mm. 
that's what those last four minutes were. So it gets I to think, two. Yeah. And again, the camp, they're on the line and there is nothing going. And then it's cleary time. Left foot, left foot, straight in. That that, I mean, that for me is all playing out in slow motion because I I I didn't see exactly how he cut through the line. I've, I've seen glimpses of it, but I I know he just he did it all himself. And and the way he celebrated makes me want to break his face with a something hard. <laughs> There's just so many things that led up to that moment. Like the stars align. I, I don't know how you're meant to. You can't. Sometimes you cannot fight your way out of that. I think that could be any team on any day, and and they just wanted it more in that minute. I don't think any team could have won it from that position. I think there was some knock-ons, there was some silly play, but after that second try with one try to go, you just felt in the stadium it wasn't. That he did it with his captain Jose off the field with an HIA. They improved. New South Wales number six on the sideline busted. We had no right to win that game. No, no, don't don't twist this narrative. Absolutely no fucking. What with me? I mean, there's absolutely. But the other thing that's fascinating is. How outcoached Kevy was. So Ew. after the Leota try, yeah. his master stroke was, or oh, get Billy Buck on. If you look at that, after the Leota try, Ivan pulls Leota off. Four minutes later, puts Leota back on. Then, three minutes later, Pulls Leota off. So he's chopping and changing cunts out there. You guys don't know who's playing. Absolute coaching masterclass. Look, I, from what I'm hearing from the players themselves, I mean, it's, it's Payne Haas and it's Paddy Carrigan that are choosing their own on and off times here, right? Their own changes based on how they feel throughout the game. He, he coaches the whole thing off fives, right? He just, he just goes with his gut because at the end of the day, this Brisbane Broncos team, it's not going to make much of a difference. They play off momentum. They were, they were screwed the moment they'd lost it in their head. They were yep. screwed. I don't, I don't master coaching. I just think it's, they're a vibes team. He coaches off vibes. So let's, let's face it. He's not Ivan clear, you know. I'm happy you'd take that to the bank, but at the end of the day, he's, he's a vibes coach. I don't think he lost it through some of those choices. So I was I would have liked to see Billy Walters out there a little bit longer, especially considering what he did in the first half. But I mean, it wasn't lost there. Uh, it was lost. It was lost in there in that first half. Out the freaking door. Could not get out of that place quick enough. That final try. Nice, as you that should be. Feeling, that feeling when you realize it's coming this last four minutes where it's playing out in slow motion and you're just waiting and it just could have been anyone but clear i think i would have put him at right at the bottom of my list of players i wanted to score that try mm -hmm. the media is so far inflated this man's asshole it's so dilated you could fit the titanic in there full of compliments he doesn't yet deserve but anyway he did it and this last doesn't four minutes yet, is the cunt is strange. the first seven to three pete in the modern era. 
Why doesn't he take that three-peat into doing something in Origin? Like any I player, that's he's fucking man of the match game two from last year. A one game, one game. That's something in Origin. That's something in Origin. Win something, bro. The like string oh, it together. Fuck. String it together. We win to man of the match. I mean, State I got of a question. Means fucking nothing. The allegiance goes club, state, country. Club, state, country. And it is club, fucking daylight, yeah. and state. Well, we're talking about greatness, right? We're talking about greatness holistically. So there's no there's no doubt in my mind that in a very well-coached system, he's an exceptional footballer. But I mean, you look at, look at your Jonathan Thurston, your Andrew Johns. These, these people have done it everywhere. Right, you like Brad Fitless of the world. They've done it, Alfie Langers. They've done it in all forms of the game. When Nathan Cleary is playing really well with his friends. Fucking hell. That's why he's playing well in his home sandbox. Do you know what I mean? But you bring him over with the other autistic kids and he just doesn't play well at all. That's an interesting thing, though. And it just goes to how fucking cooked Brad Fitler was. As a coach, I would like to see Andrew Johns or Jonathan Thurston or anyone fucking DNA replicated or put into a fucking AI simulator that exactly recreates the moments of a game and see how Jonathan Thurston does with fucking Nico Hines at right center. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. Or does Damien Cook? Fucking, it's Jesus Christ. Um, my man, thank you very much for coming on. I know it is still a sore point for you. Um, I would encourage you to watch the game again. I really would. If only for the appreciation it will give you into man, into how your forwards matched up and may give you something to look forward to because you have fucking nothing now because Brisbane window is shut but you can look forward to the end of Adam Reynolds contract if you watch this game okay okay so just let me quickly unpack that so um for starters I will watch the game probably I need six months I need six months I'll watch it drunk on the plane to Vegas very nice. So I, 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 at least the first 60 minutes. But there's no way we're done here. You know this, right? Like, why do I bite? Why do I bite? I don't know, but I'm here and I'm going to bite. Biting down deep on this. We are winning the premiership next year, and you wait till the market's open because I'm putting my fucking house on it. Okay. We are going to win that premiership next year. I can guarantee we will back in, we'll be back in that big dance. I know how fucking crazy I sound right now, but I just know it. It's in my loins. <laughs> but I, I, I encourage everyone that may listen to this that just mortgage everything that you own and put it on Brisbane Broncos to win next year with Adam Reynolds leading from the front. What, I Adam guarantee... Like Churchill? Yeah, the more you put on, the more you get back. Disclaimer. Cooked cunts don't necessarily... Res- views <laughs> of the show. <laughs> we'll be there next. Week. Oh Happy. man, 
thing. We have a window here, and that's the only thing that is keeping me happy at this point in time. Because nice. if we were Parramatta, might be a different conversation. But we're not. Nice. Epic. Well, look, I hope we can do this again next year uh, with exactly the same result, obviously. But <laughs> safe travels. Love you, brother. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me on. No, no, I'll, no. Um, yeah, I'll, um, yeah, I'll go and not watch the replays and ignore all social media so no one try and contact me for six months because they don't exist. We'll get a mid-season review from you. Yeah, do that because then you watch, watch some swinging. <laughs> Done. Well, my man. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. There is no cock like horse cock. Send your asshole into shock. You need horse cock, of course cock. Grab the loop and slam the day away. And we're back. Wasn't that educational and entertaining? Fuck that guy. <laughs> he literally spent the last 45 seconds talking about how great it was to see you. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, Clint didn't know that, so we got his honest reaction. <laughs> I did say before we started recording that I had a great catch up with him, and yeah, I do love. Yeah, that but guy. I'm going to cut that out now. Yeah, okay, cool. I don't care. <laughs> All right, so I don't know what I don't know how or what you guys spoke about in that um, in, in your conversation we- with Sam. Um, we went through the grand final. We went through. Oh, look! Why am I telling? Everyone's just literally yeah. heard it. I'll tell you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Because I, I just don't. You know, you, I just have to be guided on how we we uh, approach the the Let's next go. bit when we talk now, about now it. Now we'll just talk about the grand final. Okay, there cool. Are gonna so, be some fucking things I say twice, but they're so right. fucking good. People deserve. So we don't need to go through the scorers and all the rest of it, do we? Everyone knows who the fucking scorers that matter were. It was Nathan Cleary at the end. It was Stephen Crichton, and it was Moses Leota before that. Okay, Glennie. Well, you say so the he, he's had his say that we haven't heard. So you know, you have your say then. Look, I, it's actually worked out really great. Let me just say, it's really worked out really great because now we can't have him repeating himself. So he, we what, don't have to it? listen to a bunch of the shit he's going to say. <laughs> no, no, no. That that whole bit was just Sam talking for 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> Not oh, for one second. Sorry, I'm going to have to I'm, I'm gonna have to work on the basis that it was mostly you and so we don't need to hear from you again no. on this game. No. Of course yours. <laughs> um, uh, from my perspective, I said... You know, I said last week that that Brisbane had to own the first twenty minutes to to give themselves, uh, you know, a chance of winning the game. They they, they did not do that. Um, they, they made five errors in the first fifteen minutes. Um, you know, which that period of the game finished with um, one of the now infamous short dropouts that uh, was batted back in, into the. Yeah. And can I just say one of, the, one of the great one of the great short dropouts, and the f- player gets two fucking hands on it instead of just like come yeah. down with yeah. it. He elects to bat it back when no when that was clearly not the plan and no one was yeah. expecting or sweeping for that situation. Yeah, you know exactly. Um, Brain dead. I think the the fact that Brisbane was chasing their tail in that sort of first 15, 20 minute period. I'm happy for you guys to to you know have a counter argument, but. Some of the absolute fucking brain snaps towards the end of the game, I think, was due to fatigue because they just the adrenaline dump and then completely trying to fucking catch their, you know, catch themselves up after fucking up so many times to start the game, and then Penrith started to you know build into the game. 
the Broncos had that period after half time where they, you know, it looked like they were going to put anything on them. Yeah. But, you it know, was every, Ezra it was every Mam, time they went. Yeah, Ezra Mam. And, you know, some of the misses from Penrith were, you know, Cleary had one, Yo had There's one. Two, two, you know, there's two a couple Cleary, of yeah. some, some signs that Penrith looked gone and shot. Yeah. Yep. And. And then the game turned on its fucking head. And well, this once is the thing, when it I go- said, if Penrith get one, I think Brisbane will feel like they're fucked. That they'll come and get them. And and you know, sure enough, they. It's not even not did. even not even from Brisbane side. Just like Panthers side, I think okay, we're you know we're back in it. I yeah. mean, this this even happened in that game against the Storm. But the Storm were just like the game was so put out of reach. Mm. You know, in two thousand or whatever. You know that that it wasn't possible for them to come yeah, back. That's it. But but it was the same sort of thing where they, you know, where they got one and they just got you know and they just kept going. And um and really, I mean with those things it's either, you know, one team throws it away or or, or the other team, you know, has someone that does some superhuman shit. And, you know, Clive Churchill medals go go to a to a player with a narrative. But Stephen Crichton Fucking Earth. Like two two line dropouts for scored the you know, scored the try he was he was the fucking he was the catalyst that yeah, fucking yeah. That, that woke them up and got them back in the game and kept them on their roll to try and get you know get right back into it. You know, I've now I've now started measuring players' effectiveness in a game um, by what I call RWPs, which are Reese Walsh poster moments. <laughs> so there was the absolute fucking belting tackle after the kick that Critter hit him with, and then did his fucking Wolverine thing. <laughs> over him, uh, which was great. Um, there was the time that he was absolutely fucking smashed and cried as he was pushed back in goal. That was an, another RWP for Critter. Um, you know, the, that that was a fucking great performance. The really interesting thing I've found is that the narrative from a, a lot of people on this game was almost that, well, oh, and even from fucking their coach, it was, oh, we were the better team for most of that game. We should have won that game. They only came back right at the end. Yeah, the well, well, Penrith is the better team in the first no. half too. Let's, I mean, come on, there for those 40 minutes. Like, Plus, like, like... No one looks I mean, at for the 25, For 25 minutes, maybe. No one looks you at the 100 metres and was like, no. oh, that guy was fucking great over 70 of them. He was lightning out of the blocks. You know, the guy running last <laughs> said, I had last. the quickest... The, I, the guy running last says, I had the quickest last two metres. I was fucking... <laughs> I was the best over that last two metres. Um, no one cares. Yeah. I was really fucking impressed with Fish and the Odour. They, they were actually... I mean, and it's not unheard of for, for a front rower to get uh, Clive Churchill. Brent Clark got it in 2008. And... That was the real story. I, mean, I think the catalyst for Panthers winning was was Crichton's effort plays, but the but but the actual reason for their win was a tie, which they couldn't tie a, a CCM. But it was Fish and Leota, and you just have to look at the the prop rotations. Yeah, when those two were on the field, yep, the Panthers won eighteen. Sorry, the Panthers won. Eight, yeah, they 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 won eighteen nil. Yeah, and yeah. when they were off the field. They lost 24, 24 to eight or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. The, the other really interesting thing about Kevy Walters saying that they were the better team for most of that game, um, Penrith completed without an error in the second half. It was only like one for the was it one non uncompleted one error game ninety seven percent or something for yeah, the game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Um, but that's that mental toughness. And I mentioned this to Wars, and this is as close as I get. When people say arrogance, this is what I see as the Panthers' arrogance. It's not the fact that they're out there doing fucking, you know, Instagrams and saying that Parramatta are our sons and making fucking TikToks at Reese Walsh going, who's mum, who's mum, which is quite potentially the fucking scariest words that have ever exited a human being's mouth was James Fisher-Harris saying, who's mum? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the fact that they just don't care who you are, they don't care what you've done, they just know that they will play full 80 minutes of football their way and they give no fucks about what you're doing. You can't stop them. They're, they're going to keep playing and they will eventually beat you. That's the arrogance that I see in the Panthers' side. Um, I'm not sure there was a bad play. Like, you know, again, like you said, Cleary had a couple of misses. Um, it turns out he did, and I didn't see this at the time. Well, I didn't see it at the time at all. Um, but he got hip-dropped by Haas in the first half. That segues me into, um, how did you think the referee went? It was great. You know, and the reason why I say he was great is because I didn't, I didn't even think about a thing that he did or didn't do the entire game. Yep. Not once, which is fucking rare. You know how I like to hold these cunts to justice. There was nothing that, that, that crossed me in any way at all. Yep. So, now, can I say to you, so there were, and it, look, it went both ways. Um, you know, the, the a hip drop on Cleary, there were a couple of occasions. Yeah, see, that's like the first, literally the first, because like, I haven't rewatched it, that, but that's the first time I've heard anything about that yeah. from anyone. And it, it, has, it hasn't been a big blow-up thing, yeah. because, you know, they won and he stayed on the field and, and all this stuff. There were a bunch of times, like Reynolds, like he's obviously felt himself be clipped. Yeah. And, he, and he did that thing where he starts checking for blood. Like he starts yep. moving, you know, da, 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 da. Yep. that was ignored. Um, on one of the Reese Walsh poster moments, uh, he's, he's clipped, he's had knees hit him in the back of the head. Yep. Now, how many times during the season is, well, there were knees in the head. That's contact, you know, mm. da, da, da. is that a sustainable way of refereeing? Like I'd love, it was fucking amazing. That game, yeah, that thought, game I mean... flowed so well, but in this age of uh, every contact with the head has to have we have to call it out and say yes we've noticed it yeah well listen I mean like the like, like origins and things like that always always get a touch a touch more sort of gets like you know gets let through I guess but the I think I think that really it's the fact that no one has really said anything about the refereeing in that game outside of G did a good job. You know, I think that's that's the, that's all you need to you know that's all you need to hear about the. And when you was know, the last what, you know when dro- was the last game that that happened? Big game. Long fucking yeah, like even in the final series we had bullshit. I mean, fucking only a week ago, you know, you had like the multiple forward passes in that try there that you know started mm. and finished by Reese Walsh. Like um yeah yeah so look I can't fault it and also being being a referee that's outside of the fucking oligarchs of the Suttons and yeah you know, Klein and whatever. You know, it's it's great. Yep. And this is guy, and and he hasn't been getting big games. Like he's they've you know there's just been so much shit flying around about the handling of some of the other games that he's got this shot and he's just taken it, nailed it, nailed it, fucking nailed it. Yeah. Fuck so yeah. you know if he's the, if he's the guy that's doing the origins now and stuff, then great. Um, but I tell you, and if, 
I had such a fucking adventure with this grand final. Right? So I'd left it. So obviously us coming back from the meetup, uh, Brisbane were in the grand final, all of this other shit going on. It was 15 bucks ahead more expensive to fly back on the Monday. Yep. Right? Glennie's ended up staying in Sydney and working out of the hotel room. I couldn't do that. I had to get back. So I've bit the bullet and gone, cool. I can get this flight and it's timed. So I fly out of Sydney. Mm-hmm. I'm going to land in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. I might miss the first five minutes on the plane. You should have, you should have fucking... Yeah, yeah, you should have fucking jumped in an Uber and come to come to where we were. <laughs> well, I had the family that had picked me up. All right. So that was a thing that they... Well, they, you know, again, however... Um, Sydney the big airport, dick energy move was to leave the family at the airport and get the Uber to the fucking Brisbane meetup. Yeah, we got you to give you a little time. <laughs> <laughs> Could have celebrated the grand final Penrith style after I had fucking a dozen pints of beer. <laughs> get this fucking ice pop Logan Paul drink in here. <laughs> oh, I tell you, that shit went from fucking from horrible to fucking delicious in in like twenty five sips. Took a while, but. <laughs> But once I got used to it, I could feel it saving my life. <laughs> uh, you have um, to follow me on Twitter to, to, to understand so, that fucking journey. <laughs> but what's what's ended up happening? Sydney Airport was absolutely fucked. There was something wrong with you know, all of their yeah. runways. Standard. So I've taken off, and I've watched about the first ten minutes of the game on the plane. Yep. I reckon I was a couple of sets behind the Mitch Kenny try when yep. I lost, um, what do we got? Uh, service? Yep. And then periodically, through the trip, I'd hit satellite. Yep. And I, I got the half-time score. Yeah. So I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Close game. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Look, you know what? That's fine. So not every grand final can be Parramatta. You know? That's right. And so then I've gone down and it's hit again and they're up 12-8. Oh. Oh, okay. There you go. They're in front. They're a young team. They're going to score some points. We'll be right. We've landed and I had this fucking obnoxious like RM Williams wearing Broncos guy <laughs> like shoved his fucking iPad because I had my Panthers stuff on shoved his fucking iPad in my face like the moment he got service when we'd landed um, and I just said I said there's there's still time I, th- I thought about tweeting Virgin and saying can you please let the cunt in this seat on this flight know that when I say that there's still time there's still fucking time but <laughs> yeah, I didn't um, but the plane's landed and I've gotten up and Mam scored his second. Yep. And I'm walking out and I walk out to see the family and the kids are all fucking distraught. And as I'm walking out, they're like, oh, that's this and they scored two tries. <laughs> and so it was actually really good because I didn't actually have to deal with it myself. I just went straight into dad mode. And it was, no, no, no. We're still going to be proud of them. Like, as losers do, they fucking justify losing and say that losing isn't so bad. You know? Um, it's, oh, it's okay. We're still really proud of them. Four grand finals, greatest team ever. Um, you know, nothing can take that away. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da. 
and then he scored his third <laughs> as I'm giving that fucking speech. <laughs> then, it was like a replay of that game against the Warriors, who, mind you, I equate the Broncos to exactly the same level of competition as the Warriors. They're the same level of club, in my opinion. But as we're walking out, we've gone out past the fucking baggage check. Leota's gone in. All of a sudden, we're on the fucking ramp to go up to the where the car park is, and Arthur's walking along with a phone in his hand. He's just giving me updates, giving me updates, giving me updates. 40 40-20, 40-20, 40-20. <laughs> and the Crichton try. And the full-time siren rang as we were fucking almost off the gateway. Yeah. <laughs> and I have driven up, <laughs> honking the horn... <laughs> <laughs> and screaming three in a row, you cuck motherfuckers, out the window as loud as I can, which was an absolutely wonderful way to celebrate. To, 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 to absolutely so. nobody in industrial and highway areas of the... Of the <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like you driven... It wasn't like you just fucking turned, turned oh. left and fucking drove down Caxon Street. There were other cars <laughs> <laughs> who obviously cared about it as much as I did because they were driving while the grand final was on. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but then watched the game in replay when I got home. Um... Because I think that there's, that's, there's one factor, like when we were talking about the game, like before the game, there's one thing that we didn't um, we didn't account for at all. Mm. And that is the fact that, that Brisbane is some fucking grand final choking ass bitches. Yeah. Now they own the two biggest fucking grand final chokes of all time. And not only do they two own- Two most heartbreaking, biggest, fucking every metric. But not only do they do, they do it, they choked so hard that they overtook the Dragons' choking record, which is just un- which is just unfathomable. Yeah, that's it. For that to be, yeah, yeah. So, um, do you have any I final think thoughts Reynolds, on the- Reynolds' legacy? Like he's copped a fair bit of flack, and rightfully so. But the fucking decisions, the decisions to keep going for short dropouts. Especially yeah. as as Penrith are clearly coming back at them, Penrith and and Jay said it a million times. Field position and possession is Penrith's game. Line speed. There's other factors to it, but they fucking they hold onto the ball. They don't make mistakes, and they play down your end, and they just keep squeezing until you die. That's Honestly, if he didn't kick a short, I mean, like give him give him the first one. Kick the try fuck it, try it, and try out if of he the had ball. A- if he had have kicked, if he hadn't have kicked short dropouts after that first one that resulted in a try, yeah, they would have bled enough time off the clock to have, the, the, that last try wouldn't have had time to be scored. But the game would have been over. Why give it? I just kick the fuck out of the ball. Get your big, you know, like here's some homework. Gonna, here's some, some homework then. Yeah, if, if you're a metric person, this year across the NRL, somebody fucking please tell me the number of short dropouts attempted. You could don't have to break it down by team or whatever, but how many were attempted? How many resulted in recovered possession for the kicking side? Because I'd love to know what the the money ball metric is that makes you do it that many fucking times in a grand final when it hasn't worked once. Yeah, and it's and literally cost you the game. Literally cost you the game because that first try is the fucking margin right there. Boom. Yeah, but it was well, the first try. It was well, a kick out try. on the full. Then it was out in the full. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's actually, it was yeah, it was actually it was a try, and then it was also it was eight points of the mm. straight up with the, yeah, the penalty. you know attributed plus the other shit, yeah. So, um, and the, like right there, this is my thing with Reynolds. Anyone defending him as is that's now 
two grand finals that he has just made, and it's not heat of the moment. Um, you know, Cody Walker, I'm going to throw an intercept pass. Mistakes. I have time to think and prepare and to process my decision to decide what sort of kick I'm going to put in for this line dropout. I wonder if it come down from the booth, though, too. And fucking... Okay, you know great. I mean? Well, I don't know. Who's we know fucking, Kerry can't coach. Who's fucking Kerry can't sending shit down from the booth when the coach is wearing seven on the field? I'll tell you what. Yeah, I, that's true, too. I, I went through it with Wars on the other on the other feed, but fuck, if, any, if you guys are interested, go and look at Ivan's interchanges at the end of that game. Cunts were fucked. He was literally bringing them off to have a Gatorade, like bend over and take some big ones. And then get the fuck back out there. Yeah, he was rotating yep. guns left, right, and center. Like, yep. it was fucking magic. Super coach, absolute fucking super coach. Anything else to add, Glenny? No, I, I just I started to say with, with Reynolds' legacy. Like, there's people calling calling for his retirement. Um, Jonathan Thurston's calling for his retirement. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, sorry, he's alluding to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was about his age when I when I quit. Yeah. Um, but just some of that decision The real pioneer like for the worst real... fucking injured halfback ever. <laughs> Thurston. <laughs> um, but, yeah, some of that decision-making for a guy that, you know, was lauded for much of the season and, and since he's, he came to the Broncos and, and really throughout his career for his, for his leadership and his game mm. management and kicking game and, and all the rest of it. That game did some serious damage to his reputation and legacy. And, you know, you, you put that with, you know, he, he got hurt in the game. How much that affected him, I don't know. But, um, well, he's always fucking injured, so he should be used to it. That's fair. He, that should have put him in his fucking flow state. But you, t- <laughs> you tell me, though. You take, like, who, who's another organising half? Like, Cherry... You take Ben Hunt, any other great organizer. Ben Hunt, for example. He is a good organizing seven. He's, he's just, just got, organizing a pack of cards. He's just got all. to do far more than that for St. George. Yeah. Right? Mm. right? But you put, imagine if the fucking sliding doors moment, if Brisbane had never let go of Hunt and he was in that side instead of Reynolds. You know? Yeah, look, you know, there's, there's there's arguments that they, you know, they may not have got there in the first place to, oh, you know, you know, I mean, yeah, or maybe the maybe he kicks the dropouts long, but fucking drops, drops the all the kickoffs they kick to him, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, look, but the thing that the other the other thing that that I just wanted to raise to people is, I mean, we see it we see it all the time, like through the season, uh, you know, in the Facebook group and whatever, and people always say, like, you know, like, Nate, why are you always like hashtag fucking tigers in decline? And I have to explain to them because, you know, obviously it's a perpetual thing and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, they, and, it, and it comes true. And they're like, oh, well, you know, why is it all the hashtag fuck the Broncos? People need to start recognizing the power of these hashtags. And instead of asking me why I persist in saying them, they should be down on their knees praying I don't make one about their fucking team. Because the power is undisputed at this stage. You're welcome, Brisbane. This is what you get. Wow. Things, to, wow. things have taken a sinister turn. I have. I have. Who's fucking next? That's the question you should be asking. Make <laughs> another one gets, about the Tigers. Which, which team gets blessed? 
Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. Hit, I want to hit the doggies next. <laughs> we'll have a The Tigers will win the next ten comps. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, what 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 possible fucking reward could I get from blessing you with that? <laughs> turning you into the fucking um, turning you into the dragons of the of the of the the mid. <laughs> 1900s and so what happens you just i mean the, the, what the outcome of that is that you know on our deathbed we find out that half of them are pedophiles i mean like. but now the, officially the greatest team to ever play the game um there's no metric that fucking there's yeah, no they, metric they, they won three in, three in a row in the salary cap era yes is about to, where we winded up boys Yep, I'm sure you spoke with that. It was anyway, so I'm no, right along. we didn't. <laughs> three, three in a row in the salary cap era. Did it <coughs> losing, and they now have that Melbourne-esque situation where players leave Penrith and turn to shit. And that might just be because they've all gone to either the Dogs or the Tigers. But, just That's very much a large argument. part of it. On that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he still said they went to shit. I mean, it's just because they go to shit teams, they still, yeah, I mean, they still played shit in those teams. Like, like Matt Burton, for like example, Burton. at the end of this season, yeah. can't look like he was a hostage. Yeah. He was playing like he was being forced. Like a and not by And not by hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, <laughs> but like by... <laughs> um, like pain of death. Did it through losing players bought in players that weren't superstars. They didn't bring in any big names. Um, <clears throat> special fucking mention. Did you watch I mean, the... I mean, Peachy's one of the most famous names in modern rugby league, but go... That is true. Talking. Did you watch the, the presentation day at Panthers the next day, Glenny, when they were calling the team out? No. And they... they... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't imagine a single fucking reason Glenny'd want to watch that. <laughs> I don't know, to have some sort of fucking joy in his day. But um, when they said the words, Premiership winner... Jack Cogger. Did they? Golden balls. Absolute delight. And his father was filled with such pride, um, as he should be. And and probably a little bit of relief that uh, his son never ended up with the West Tigers. (laughs) (laughs) He never felt that, like that burning need, like legacy and family connection and all that shit. (laughs) He's the type type of parent that wants better for his children. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and Jack's the type of kid that doesn't care about about about, about his, his parents' legacy yeah. or anything like that. He just cares yeah. about playing first grade. Yeah, Jack's and, uh, more about and winning. Fuck, fuck your legacy, Dad. And, and I, money. Look, I think it's selective legacy. You know, <clears throat> I love my dad. I want to be just like my dad. I want to play rugby league like my dad. Oh, you're going to play for the Tigers? I want to play rugby league like my dad. Like, he's happy. He's happy with the level of fucking emulation he's given. Take it no further. Look. I'm sure if the magpies were still around, it'd be a different story, but they're not. Right, we'll never know. Have we got any news? Because this they're week? dead. Oh, I didn't even look at any news. Um, who fucking cares? The season's over. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Season's over. We got some. We got some like some test matches coming up though. The Pacific Championships. Um, and the, um, the, the interesting thing, did you see that uh, old fucking Inspector Gadget cosplay out at the Tigers was asked to stand down? Listen, I'll tell you, there's 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 a theory that um there's there's there is a there is a theory that we that, that we've been banding around because let's just say let's just say there are people there there are people in the in the game who have business dealings with the West Tigers 
a couple of people are CC'd on these on these emails, and the news leaks to the mole immediately. Mm. And by process of elimination, <laughs> we've been trying to figure out who this mole could be, who said who <laughs> the rat in the ship. Yeah, and um, Fedora is one of the potential candidates. <laughs> so the theory is that the board, off the record, told Fedora he was going to be extended for three years or whatever it was. Yep. He immediately, they don't, they don't tell the rest of the, like, you know, the major spot, they don't tell anyone else. It's just like, they just say yeah, just yeah. to him. It's not official or anything like that. It's not written down. The news leaks immediately. Oh. <laughs> so, so the rat has just fucking ratted himself, has just outed himself as a rat, which is now fast forward to the news today where there's people going, fucking, we do not agree to this. <laughs> we have grave reservations about this. Wow. So look, it appears like it appears that maybe the fedora's uh, the fedora's time has come or coming. Delightful. Yeah, you couldn't, you can't argue with that, Glenn. That that would be the best off-season news you could have. Yeah, I yeah. So if I mean, even better if he <laughs> took his fucking underling with him. But yeah, but you have to imagine that with a new, you know, with someone new, at slip the him down to level two into the assisted dying conference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They sent Fedora down there to fucking get a show bag. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are you so, getting in the assisted dying show bag? Fuck me, uh, that'd be a I don't know, like picture a syringe of you. full of fentanyl. <laughs> be a picture of you, sign fucking sign photo of Nathan Gillis. Why, why, why would you want? To, why would that assist you dying? I mean, oh, you're gonna come to death or something. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I would, but fucking hey, I'm not everyone. <laughs> Yeah, you'd, you'd be looking like that little fucking alien that they brought out in Parliament in Mexico a couple of weeks just, ago. Just a little dry. Just a little dry. <laughs> just give me a couple of days for my balls to come back. This is hard work, guys. Just give me some fucking, give me some fucking red, white, and blue prime. <laughs> Save me, Logan Paul. That's what I- <laughs> Um. I don't know what else news there is. Oh, did you see Fox? Um, did you see the vision? The vision of um, of Fox getting involved in an altercation, you know, very fucking tangentially getting involved in an altercation at the knockout. Yeah. So you know, tangentially, he, he he. I mean, it, it was it was just it was it was a bit of niggle and stuff like that, and then it got to a bit of push and shove between him and the, the ultimate guy. But it was really like he sort of squared up, and then his mate that was like you know yeah. front and left just, just fucking kicked fucking the guy and just, wait, just absolutely neutralized him. Which is like about as dog shot as it gets, but I mean, yeah. if you're supporting your fucking your international state of origin member of your of your squad too, you know, I, I see it. But yeah, so like, I don't think what I don't think it was worth two two match suspension for no. Fox though, and which has ultimately you know got him you know knocked him out of these uh the Pacific um Pacific Championships series fucking, of games. Fucking uh, interesting situation for the clubs. Um, you know, do they continue to let players go and play in the Koori knockout? You know, obviously the, the players are extremely passionate about it, and I think it's awesome that yeah. you see, you know, guys, that, you know, like George Rose out there and um, Joel Thompson, those those guys are just, you know, still out there giving back to, to their communities. And uh, I just I think it's a bad look for the clubs if they start putting restrictions on players – uh, yeah, and it's also it's also weird weird things as well, like you know where where Latrell Mitchell doesn't get selected for the Australian squad because he's injured, mm. but next next minute he's out there running around in yeah. knockout though, you know, playing. So, 
we discussed this at the meetup, and the, yep. the consensus we got to was that it's it's probably reasonable for clubs to not want um, their players to participate in games. That would then probably be met with the the scrutiny of well, hang on, what what about state of origin? You let them go and play origin, or you let them go and play test matches, which the rebuttal is that that's another professional competition. And it's played on you know professional grade fields, and yes, it has the professional risk of injury. Um, however, what we're going to do is instead of sending players out, every club in the NRL is going to send you know whatever it may be, one, two, three ambassadors out to the competition, and the NRL is going to give each of those teams you know, ten thousand dollars, and you can all go out there and you can select a fucking charity to assist or you can select a player of the tournament or you can you know find out about a community that needs some assistance or or a social program they're running out there so we still want to be heavily involved we still want you to be present out there yep but we want it to be in a a more controlled or controllable i should say um fine and after you're retired or you know otherwise you just do it like as a player from a player's perspective you just do it as like a at your own risk sort of thing you know what I mean? Like in terms of like it's gonna, you know, like you're gonna be losing match payments and maybe like you know the the clubs the clubs can't cover your yeah you know, your injury and you know it's gonna have to come off your personal health insurance and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's it. like clubs can't foot the bill. Um, I, I, today I actually had the opportunity to look at um the match payments for representative play, players under the new agreement, and there's some good there's good stuff in there. Um, with the Gillaroos actually getting like parity pay with the the kangaroos for world cup games so um kangaroos world cup has more games played per team so they're getting 40 40 grand a a game i think it is um jillaroos at the moment they're saying they'll be playing less so they're getting 35 grand but that's if 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 the number of games and everything changes and you know it's like a pro rata sort of thing so it'll be the same as what the kangaroos are getting across the same thing um these matches coming up three thousand dollars a player and i'll tell you the best the best job for a rugby league player at the moment in terms of rep football 18th man in the state of origin because the 18 man 18 men all get the thirty thousand dollar match payment so if you're the 18th man in origin <laughs> well this year the 18th man got on the field a couple of times but um but <laughs> ordinarily though yeah amazing um Squad members, 2,000 a match. But, um, oh, sorry, the, the World Cup's the 40,000 for the event. So, yeah, and the Jillaroos get 35,000 because they play less games across the event. So that's uh, how they work out the priority thing. Yeah. These ones coming up, though, the Pacific ones, they'll be $3,000 a match. Um, oh, there's nothing really to talk about. So, regrettably, none of those games are, are here. you got a couple down at the Korean Housewife, um, a couple up in Townsville, and then there's some up in PNG. Yeah, right. I think. So we don't get, yeah, so we get the opportunity to... See him rock around, but um, yeah. but yeah, looking forward to that end of the month or sort of mid to mid middle and end of October for those games, um, men and women. Um, I don't know. I haven't That's really up. been following. I'm gonna be yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be following this. Hey, so I'll tell you what. So so in, so I, I think we'll aim for the RC agent next week, right? Let's do it. Oh, and fuck um, this and. Oh, it's, 
What's going to make you happy, Glenny? What episode do you want to do next week? The never again this ask, year? Ask <laughs> the no days. episodes again? <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll take it. Ask D's. I'll take, take it. A, taking a leaf out of your book, Glenny. Sorry to just, hear that. Just signed up for an over 35s basketball league. Oh. We're calling, yep. us, we're calling ourselves the big D's. You are oh, not, you liar. No, you should call yourself Thomas. The, the, you should call yourself the Tom, the train yard or Thomas the tanks, yeah. and then that way you can all be. You can have different. You know, someone can be Gordon, and you know someone can be no, fat controller. The useless midgets, the silly cunt that started the teams of Canberra fans. So went to the Green Machine. Oh so, fuck! He's oh. the worst name. In Eat a history. dick. How would you sign you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, th- you know, no less than you deserve. Positive note: our uniforms look like they're fucking twill sponsored. So, green, <laughs> yellow. <laughs> so. Um, and now I think you know because of the the, the lack of game content and things like that coming out next week. I think I, I was thinking something that we could ask like the listeners to contribute, and not the standard bullshit like what's you know your. You know, you, what's your ladder prediction for next year and shit like that? What I want to know is, and you can just t- you can tie it to the game or you can tie it to your club. What's the narrative that you want to see play out next year? Ooh. So for Glenn, it could be not winning a fucking spoon. Look, Adam Dewey miraculously learning how to how to 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 walk again. Three P, maybe. Three Peter Spoons. <laughs> That's what you want. That, that, this is what you want. This is not what you think's going to happen. This is what you we're want. We're a lot closer to that than we are making the eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't want. Yeah, but, but uh, so what, um, what it's not. It's what you want, not what you. Oh, yeah. I want you cunts to shut up. I don't think that's going to happen either. <laughs> no, probably not. Fucking Look. I guess uh, you can't always get what you want, Glenn. This is a great lesson to you. I'll tell you what, as, as of next year, this this is officially being renamed fucking Pride of Glennies and will feature only Glenny every week. Excellent. For two hours. Yep. Fucking, yep. I'd listen to that. And it's about it's about uh, mental health. You can listen to Glenny <laughs> fucking implode in real time. <laughs> People tuning in going, oh, there's podcasts on mental health. You go, gee, this cunt's fucking. What... <laughs> this, this cunt's really declining. Pride of I, feel so, I feel so much better about myself listening to this guy. <laughs> he's not really made for this solo thing. I mean, we really started to hear some fucking like. Yeah, he, 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 he's really dark. Yeah, he's some dark home truths right now. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if he thinks this is his inside voice or his internal monologue or what. <laughs> but he's saying it out loud. I didn't even oh, know that he delicious. masturbates with his wife's exfoliating glove. <laughs> See, that's so specific. I know you've done that. Like you, like, Look, I was, <laughs> I was going to say cheese grater, but I dialed it back for Glenn. Uh, all right. So that was um, 5.38, I believe. Um, I'll just, I just, I just apologize about Glenny. I mean, he's just, not, he's just not himself tonight, but that's all right. Or maybe I'm my true week. self. <laughs> no, in your, in your post, <laughs> maybe I'll be better next week when we bring on forward. Fucking please, <laughs> maybe I'll be better. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to be exactly the same. Probably so worse. with that with that in mind, ask the agent. I mean, you know, it's only possible through the people, you know, through people asking questions of the agent. Uh, so uh, get your questions in on whatever medium. I've got a couple agent. of questions. 
A G E N T, not Asian. Yeah, we're not asking Asians anything, Lenny. I mean, well, you know, well, look, you know, we'll Where's see if he knows. Container? Where the fuck are my, my parts? <laughs> Where are my parts? <laughs> what? Can I tell you, the taxi, the taxi driver I had out of the airport, I fucking love a stereotype. I love a stereotype. This guy, we get talking, we get talking, we get talking, and I feel with, with taxi drivers these days, if you don't steer the conversation effectively enough, it will always go to Uber. We'll always go to Uber. Okay. So you just said, do you drive Uber as well, mate? And no, I don't want to get there quicker. <laughs> and so I, I wasn't fucking, you know, steering the conversation. So he's got he's gotten to Uber and how so many people have done it and he, they don't do it. And then he goes, you know what you do? You know the only way to do Uber? So this guy, he was an, an Asian gentleman. Lovely guy. Lovely guy. Great time. He said, you buy a five to seven-year-old Corolla. That's it. Five to seven-year-old Corolla. Japanese cars. And he went on and on and on for about 10 minutes about how fucking Japanese cars are great. And I thought, awesome. There you go. Stereotype. He's all about his Japanese cars and efficiencies and this and this and this and this and this. And Then he goes on about how they all buy Teslas now. They all buy Teslas and they'll end up paying $150,000 for a $50,000 car. And it's... And honestly, at the beginning of it, I was like, I'm not sure if he's mad because they're bad at maths or because they're not buying Japanese cars. But by the end of it, he was equally furious at both. Just these random fucking Uber drivers that he sees. And we went past <laughs> one. There was a DD in a Tesla, like uh, the DD sign in a Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's just exploded and gone, how much do you think she's going to pay for that car? And it's not even a good quality car. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yep, yep, that's it. I agree with you. I please, I agree with you. <laughs> Just let me out of this cab. <laughs> I know. So, Do I get a um, discount for fucking listening to this white paper? So, I know. <laughs> Is this yes, a mobile TED talk? Wherever you are, taxi driver. Um, I, I hope you find a five to seven year old Corolla to buy. I really do. <laughs> He's got a fucking he's, he's got a fucking blop on a rank call he's of the Unidriver or something. <laughs> and you've just heard his manifesto in full. The Uniroller. <laughs> there we go. Right, that's it. We're done. Can't wait for Ask the Agent. Yep. I can. And uh, yeah, get your questions in. Patrons get your questions in as well. And uh I'll tell you back I, around. I, yep. I enjoyed talking to Sammy. And um Maybe next year we might open up the uh, the super fan for the review section occasionally, occasionally, okay. and we'll open that up to to patrons first. So look forward to vetting that process. <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? Are we still recording? <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. I'm not cutting it out either. That's no, it. Guys, All right. Thanks for a good See season. Ya. Yeah, and I will back again next week. Get your questions in. Later. See ya. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.